AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? Did you know there's a polar bear jail in Churchill, Canada? <laughs> so I do know that Churchill is considered the polar bear capital of the world because yep. my mom has wanted to make a pilgrimage there forever. And I'd also heard that people there leave their cars unlocked in case you ever need to make like a quick escape from a wayward bear. Wait, are you serious about yeah. that? <laughs> you can actually just hop in a stranger's car and take shelter, which is such a weird thing. Yeah, and I, it is. I, I'm sure you can only get so much protection from a crazed bear in a car, but uh, tell me about Polar Bear Jail. Well, according to The Atlantic, it was built in 1982, and it has space for 28 fuzzy inmates. <laughs> Basically, it's the town has so many bears wandering through, officials have set up a hotline for locals. It's just 675-BEAR. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see a bear on the outskirts of town, officials will come and try to scare it away with whatever they can use, whether it's firecrackers or sometimes rubber bullets or paintballs. And generally, the bears get the hint. But if a bear decides he still wants to visit, or, or worse, if a bear starts loitering in places that they shouldn't be, that's often what juvenile bears will do. That's when the threat of jail time kicks in. So the bear patrol tries to lure these big delinquents into a giant cylindrical trap baited with seal meat. And when the cage snaps shut, they truck them off to the polar bear jail. Of course, sometimes the bears aren't hungry and they just have to use tranquilizers, but the system actually works pretty well. So this doesn't sound like due process, but (laughs) how long do these bears get sentenced for? Uh, Generally, it actually is a few months, and they keep them there until the weather gets colder or the water freezes over. And then the older and hopefully wiser bears get sprung back to their old neighborhoods, and they'll hopefully turn over a new leaf in the process. (laughs) But that's just the first of nine facts on bears we're covering today. So let's dive in.
Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hatikader. And sitting behind the soundproof glass, wearing two big lobster claws and a shirt that says, what does it say? It says, sometimes I share, sometimes (laughs) I'm shellfish. shellfish. (laughs) That's our pal and producer, Tristan McNeil. What? I love that Tristan gets all dressed up as usual, but uh, I think we forgot to tell him that we were changing the topic from lobsters to bears for today's nine things. I'm so sorry, Tristan. We'll update the calendar soon. (laughs) He just looks so sad pinching those lobster claws. I mean, do, do you have at least one lobster fact? you could share to make him feel a little better? You know, I don't. Oh, okay. But, uh, well, me either. I do have some bear facts. So okay, I that ought to do the those. trick. So I, I know you started with a story on uh, polar bears, but did you know there's actually a bear known as a pizzly bear? No. Sometimes it's also called a growler bear, and <laughs> basically it's a polar bear-grizzly bear combination or hybrid, and mostly this sort of breeding has occurred in captivity. It produces like a really beautiful white bear with light brown patches, but Canadian hunters have been finding more and more of these pizzlies in the wild, And they think that the inner bear romances trend will continue because of global warming. Hmm. Though actually the two bears have actually lived in overlapping territories for a while. That's pretty interesting. I've never heard of either of those, the the pizzly or the growler bear. So (laughs) what are these hybrid bears like in terms of their behaviors? Because those are two pretty different types of bears. Do, Do we know much about them? Well, you know, some hybrids uh, can't mate, but these are definitely not sterile. They they can continue to mate, which is pretty interesting. Hmm. They actually tend to take on the polar bear's hunting skills, so they can be aggressive and, and pretty skilled hunters, mm-hmm. but they're not actually as good at swimming as purebred polars. So, yeah. you know, uh, polar bears can actually swim for 100 miles continuously, and, and they can't go that far. But... In the long run, scientists actually think these pizzlies will probably be successful by mating more and more with grizzly bears than polar bears. And that's just because the numbers favor that and also how the environment seems to be going. Hmm. What is interesting, though, this isn't the only hybrid species that comes out of climate change. Pacific Standard Magazine has written that beluga whales are mating with narwhals to create narlugas, which <laughs> is at the very least fun to say. I mean, that definitely sounds made up. I think I was probably <laughs> in my 20s before somebody convinced me that narwhals were actually a real <laughs> thing anyway. So these narlugas, that's crazy. I, I do think it's funny when you get these names like ligers and beefaloes. They're kind of fun to say, but... Mm-hmm. There are some that are just terrible, like jag lions and dog wolves, which honestly just feels lazy to me. <laughs> All right, so here's a strange one. And it sounds like an urban legend, but it's actually true. There was this man in China who bought two puppies on the border of China and Vietnam, and then he took them home. I guess they looked like little black chow chows, and so he fed them and he groomed them. And then things started to get a little weird. They wanted more and more food. <laughs> they started feasting on his chickens. And then they grew to 100 pounds. (laughs) But he only fully realized he'd been duped when he read a government flyer about bear safety. And then he recognized the animals in the picture. It became pretty clear to them that he was actually the proud owner of two Asian black bear cubs. (laughs) So now they live in a sanctuary where they get to eat more than just dog food, thankfully. That's pretty funny. Uh, Actually, this is super weird, and and I'm sure I've told you this before, but my my grandfather was in the forestry service, and one day when he was on tour, he found these uh, three bear cubs whose mother had been shot. Hmm. I I think the mama bear couldn't give milk, so she was aggressive and attacking the town. But he and his colleagues found these bears, so he brought one of them back with him. And the story was that my mom had a pet bear for a little bit uh, until they could place it in a sanctuary. And and so, like, my mom is unafraid of any animal. But the funny part, and the thing we always used to tease my grandmother about, was, like, 
how did she let a pet bear in the house? And she always just said, like, she thought it was a dog. <laughs> and I guess there must be some sort of resemblance. There's gotta or be. She was just, like, willfully ignoring the fact that my grandfather was bringing these ridiculous baby animals home from the water. That is great. <laughs> but my fact. So uh, since we're talking about cubs, here's a fact about the Chicago Cubs and how they got their name. So... You know, even though I'm not a huge baseball fan, I I do love the strange team names that stick around for little bits of time. Mm -hmm. Like in Brooklyn, the baseball team was called the Brooklyn Bridegrooms for a season. (laughs) And I guess this is because, like, a number of them all got married in one season, and that's just the nickname they took on. And similarly, the Cubs used to be called the White Stockings, which, you know, isn't particularly useful since they also have the White Sox in Chicago. And then they lost their manager whose contract wasn't renewed, I guess. And the team went by the name the Chicago Orphan. So sad. (laughs) I know, it's sad. And and they were horrible because obviously teams aren't great when they don't have managers. Right. But then they started rebuilding the team with these super talented players. But all of them were really, really young. And that's how they got the name the Cubs. You know, it it wasn't like the super formal name. Uh, Apparently there's this site, uh, Wrigley Ivy. And it says that young players were commonly called Cubs or Colts or, you know, other young animal names. But then this typesetter in Chicago may have accidentally, like, capitalized the description in print. And that nickname stuck. I do like this idea that a team could have a different name every couple of years just based on something the team's been up to Mm -hmm. or like this idea of they all got married so they were the bride (laughs) groups. But actually, I looked up the Chicago Bears and and I've got a quick one about the Super Bowl shuffle. So did you realize it was nominated for a Grammy? (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, it is such a novelty song and it's hard to imagine any critics actually liking it. Well, the strangest part is that it was beat out by Prince and the Revolution's Kiss. Thank thank goodness it was beat out. If it had beaten that song, that's ridiculous. And it's crazy to think that they were even in the same category. Mm -hmm. But one other thing I didn't realize, but the year the Bears won the Super Bowl was also the year of the Challenger disaster. And that happened around the same time. So the team actually never got to visit the White House for, for understandable reasons. But they did eventually get to go when fellow Chicagoan Barack Obama invited the team to the White House 25 years later. I mean, that is crazy that they had to wait 25 years for kind of amazing that it happened. Mm -hmm. Well, since we've moved into sports and pop culture, there's a Fozzie Bear fact. I was trying to slip into the Sesame Street episode we did a couple episodes back, but uh, I couldn't do it because he's more of a Muppet. Is the fact the, that you keep sending me Fozzie Bear jokes from Twitter, is that is that what your fact is? <laughs> I mean, they're so corny. Actually, have you seen that uh, Mike Birbiglia special where he talks about the one time he had to follow Fozzie Bear on a comedy tour? No, I Like, haven't. Fozzie Bear opened for him, and he said it was so difficult because, you know— any bad joke Fozzie tells, he's beloved because of his waka, waka, waka line. Right, right. And just so use that right after. The audience just eats it up, and he's apparently a hard act to follow. <laughs> but <laughs> the one thing I was going to say was that on the original Muppet show, the gag was that Fozzie Bear would tell jokes that were so bad that he'd then get no reaction. And he gets so upset that he'd get depressed or even start to cry. <laughs> and, you know, that sounds funny in theory, but apparently the audiences didn't know what to do. Like, they mostly just felt bad for him, and it made the segments really, really awkward. So when Henson and Frank Oz were retooling the character, they played down the sympathy aspects and just made him this sort of eternally optimistic, deluded bear who, you know, still gets tomatoes and tomato soup thrown at him, but he believes he's crushing it on stage every time. (laughs) (laughs) Also, they they apparently retooled his eyebrows in the process because they used to make Fozzie Bear frown more, you know, when he was getting upset. Right. And uh, they had this apparatus built in the puppet 
that Frank Oz could, like, pull so that the eyebrows shifted down. But then the hat mostly covered them up, and they retooled the character, so then they dropped that element. Huh. All right, so I'm going to try to bring this back to real bears. Nothing against Fozzie, he's great, (laughs) but um, I actually like reading about all the unusual skills that they have. They have this incredible sense of smell, and, and this is how extreme it gets. So they're seven times better at smelling than a bloodhound. A polar bear can actually smell seals from 20 miles away and can smell a seal under the ice through its breathing hole from a mile away. That's unbelievable. It really is. And so they're also pretty crafty. This is according to Mental Floss. They will roll rocks into a bear trap in order to set them off. But the most intriguing thing to me was that bears are apparently good at math. Now, this comes from Nat Geo, and it says, Bears actually have the largest brain of any carnivore, and scientists wanted to find out whether they could count. So they set up these side-by-side touchscreens where bears would have to paw or touch their nose to the screen with more dots on them. And when they picked the screen with more dots, they got a little treat. Now, apparently, bears are very motivated by treats. Sure. And as scientists kept varying the size and the colors of the dots, you know, there might have been 15 tiny dots on one screen and 12 on another— these genius bears kept picking the right one. In fact, the biggest problem with the study ended up being that all the bears wanted to participate at the same time, (laughs) and the scientists didn't have enough testing stations for them. You know, like I said, they are very motivated by treats. (laughs) Well, we've still got two more bear facts we should get to, but before we do, let's take a quick break. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Part-Time Genius. So, you know, Will, I was thinking about that story you told about that dude who bought two dogs and they turned out to be bears. And uh, it reminded me of this great story about Lord Byron at college. Uh, Apparently, the rule at Cambridge was that you couldn't have dogs on campus. And Byron was so irritated that he decided to, like, skirt the rules. And he decided to go out and get himself a bear, like a tame (laughs) bear. And there were, of course, no explicit rules about having a bear on campus. So I guess he got away with it. And he'd actually frequently walk it around campus on a leash. But the funniest part is that people kept asking him, what are you going to do with that bear? And his standard reply was he was going to try to get him enrolled at the school and have him sit for a fellowship. (laughs) Apparently that part of the plan never uh, came through. <laughs> wow, that's pretty crazy. So is that what you're using for your last fact? Uh, actually, I've got another one here I, I want to use. So I actually think this is pretty interesting. And I realized this when I was reading a Bernstein Bears book about Easter to my daughter. And as I was reading it, I realized it was less about the chocolate bunnies and an Easter egg hunt. And there was a little more overt religion in there than I was expecting. You know, it, it was more explicit than I'd remembered. And I guess I was a little confused because I started wondering, like, had the Berenstein Bears always been talking about religion, like jars of clay? And, and <laughs> I, I just hadn't picked up on it. You know, and I've been confused about this stuff in the past, too. Like, not growing up Christian, I, I didn't realize that Aslan and uh, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe was supposed to be Christ until one of my best friends pointed it out to me. Or I, I remember finding Archie comics online, and there's this one where uh, Archie gets religious and uh, he converts a hippie. Really? Yeah, it was because the comic got licensed to a Christian publisher for a bit. Anyway, I was curious if the Berenstein Bears had, like, some sort of similar agreement, but it turns out that it's Jan and Stan Berenstein's son, Michael, who's been inserting more religious titles in the mix. And apparently when Stan passed away, Michael actually stepped in to help his mom keep writing books. And he'd apparently made his name by writing Christian-themed books for about 30 years. So according to Mental Floss, when you see a title like The Berenstein Bears Show God's Love, The Berenstein Bears Say Their Prayers, or The Berenstein Bears Go to Sunday School, that generally indicates he's the one who wrote it. Huh, that's interesting. All right, well, since we're sticking with fictional bears here, I'm going to join you with a Paddington fact. So did you know that Paddington was originally written to be from Africa? Um... I mean, the only recent thing I know about Paddington was that he switched from eating marmalade to Marmite sandwiches for this <laughs> ad campaign, and people were pissed. I bet they were. <laughs> they felt like Paddington was a sellout. Yeah, but, uh, seriously. I mean, I-, I knew that Paddington's from darkest Peru, but why was he from Africa before that? Well, this was a last-minute adjustment, and it was pointed out to author Michael Bond that bears don't really live in Africa, so huh. he pivoted to darkest Peru, and that's where he based his creature on this spectacled bear. Well... I mean, I liked a lot of these bear facts. I've got to say my favorite was that bears can do math problems. (laughs) I I think you're going to take the trophy this week. All right. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.